Hey Beanies, you're listening to the Mind Bean Podcast and I'm your host, Jen McKnight. Now, if you're new to the Mind Bean Podcast and community, this is a place where we speak about everything that has to do with business, mindset and living that beautiful life that you love. Now, if you've gotten to know me, you'd know that I absolutely love people, okay? I love what makes them tick, how our brains function, and what makes us behave the way that we do. It's one of the reasons why I absolutely love marketing. So today I want to talk about customer psychology and the role that this plays in supercharging your results. Because here's the thing, right? Whether we like it or not, business is all about people. In the end, people are going to be the ones who buy your product or service, right? And so many times I see entrepreneurs forget about their end customer and that their business is actually about people. So whether you're in a corporate career or you own your own business, these techniques we discuss in this episode could literally double, double and if not more, your results and performance. Now, not every technique will work for your business, or your job, but one or two of these will definitely work and add so much benefit. Now, I personally use these myself on numerous occasions with global brands around the world, companies that I consult with, I've helped build, even my own companies, and I promise you, they work. So this isn't a fly-by-night hottest technique. This is people psychology, people. So it does not change. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in a coffee shop and you get asked, what size cup of coffee do you want, right? Small, medium, large, which one do you want? Which one do you usually go pick? Most of us, and not all, because I know some people, you know, you like to be different, but most consumers will pick the cup in the middle. So other words, the medium cup, right? Now brands do this because they want to shape consumer behavior by offering a better choice. Right, So we think we're in control and making the choice, but actually we're slowly being nudged and persuaded. So for example, if they only offered you a small or large cup, most people would automatically go to the small. But if you have the choice of three cups, small, medium and large, you'll most likely pick the middle, meaning they will make sales of a larger cup versus the small one, right? So the secret is really simple. But it's an impactful technique where we just nudge the consumer to change their behavior by offering them a better choice. Now, the challenge with this is that there has to be a fine balance, okay? I don't want us to get confused with offering too many choices. So in today's like fast-paced, crazy world where we're just constantly bombarded with alternatives like 32 different flavors of toothpaste or 20 flavors of dog food, offering your customer too many options will actually make them not purchase at all because there is just so much confusion, boredom and overwhelm. It's overload. So I'll give you an example. How many of you struggle to choose a course that's right for you online if you love online courses because there's just so many options and you have no idea which one is right. So you end up doing none of them at all actually because you contemplate for months, you're confused, you don't know which one to go for and you don't want to waste your money. It's confusing and I'm not surprised. Now, this is the worst place for customers to be because a hesitating or procrastinating customer can be deadly. It is the last place you want them to be. But you can streamline your customer's decision by 
making that process really simple for them. Make that decision simple for them. Oh my gosh, we have to make so many decisions every day. Like if brands can make our decisions easier, hallelujah people, it's amazing. So if you have a course, for example, that you offer, maybe it's a side hustle or you love like home decor and you have this business as a passion project, then just choose one product and offer three different price points and benefits under the same product. So let's say your first option is a DIY home decor course, and that includes six modules and 36 short video lessons, right? Your first option, like the coffee cup size, might be full access to this course at $399, okay? The second option, your middle cup, first one was your small size. The second option is your middle cup, it's the exact same product, it's the exact same course, but your customer will have access to three bonus content videos and a community at $4.99, okay? The third option, which is your jumbo size coffee cup, is the same course. You might offer the same access to three bonus content videos, access to a community, and as the hook to make their choice easier, they get to access weekly live sessions too, okay? But here's the thing. The price is the same as the course in the middle. It's $4.99. Which one would you buy? The small cup is $3.99. The middle cup or medium cup or middle course is $4.99. And the big value add, which is the big cup, which has access to the community, bonus videos, the actual course, and access to the live sessions is also $4.99. So it's the same as the cup in the middle. You will automatically choose the $4.99 product, the biggest option where you get the most benefits in that course, so it's the biggest cup, instead of going for $3.99. Because you are seeing more value for the $4.99 course because holy smokes, it's the same price as the course in the middle the package in the middle, right? So you're slowly nudging them to make a choice to go for the higher price item because you're showing them more value. So you're giving them options, you're giving them choice, but it's simple and all it does is it gently nudges them to go for the better choice or higher price item because they will get more value and you're showing them that value, you're giving them that choice. Now, these techniques are great when you're optimizing like your one-on-one -on -one service or product and it's clear and it streamlines your customer's decision-making process to make it really easy. And most of all, you're influencing their behavior to purchase. Now, the second customer secret that I love is one of my favorites, but it's got to be used in an ethical manner because I'm all about ethical marketing and selling and business. And that is our good old friend, FOMO. Fear of missing out. How many times have you changed your decision to do something because you initially said no, you realized all your colleagues or friends were going, and then you changed your decision because you didn't want to miss out with a hint of jealousy thrown in that mix. Or maybe you've purchased a product because there's limited stock and you want to grab it before there's none left because you don't want to miss out. Creating a sense of scarcity and FOMO is one way to really get customers to purchase then and there, right? Here's a few examples. So in 2024, 
and this is true, I'm going to launch a business confidence course that's going to help multi-passionate people launch a business they love and it's going to help them adopt the right mindset to become an entrepreneur. Okay, because that is critical. I'm going to give all my secrets and insights of what it takes to actually build a business. Okay, and I'm going to do it in a way that makes sure that you have the right mindset to do it because it's pointless me giving you all the tips and tricks if you don't have the right mindset. You're not going to see results. So my, of course, will predominantly focus on women who feel they've taken a backseat in their own life and they just have all this creativity and passion and ambition that they want to tap into and express, okay? So how I might market this course is to firstly authentically showcase testimonials of happy customers and the results that they've achieved. achieved. And how this has really changed their life, right? Which is my ultimate goal. I want to improve people's lives. So showing my ideal customer what's possible by them seeing what people like them have achieved, real people, I want them to be wanting to be part of that success story, okay? They will have FOMO of that life and success and they will see that real people have achieved those goals and that's what I want authenticity okay being real and tapping into FOMO in a positive way so the more people feel that way the more they'll be driven to act and the more that I can change lives okay another example might be adding a limited time um, to your deal or your price or stock or your product or service so that your ideal customer knows that there's a limited amount of time for this and if they don't buy they're gonna miss out so again FOMO. An example of this might be, for example, Crocs. You know, the Crocs brand, the footwear brand. They have limited edition collaborations with other brands that are only available for a short period of time. And there's, of course, limited stock, right? So they've collaborated with the likes of like Ruby Rose, Justin Bieber, even Post Malone. So again, creating FOMO because you want to be part of that limited edition and scarcity because there's a short amount of time with that stock but before we carry on okay i do always want to encourage an ethical manner of marketing and maybe it's because i'm passionate about people's well-being but be careful of doing this the wrong way where it makes people feel bad about themselves okay that's the opposite of what you want if you want to run a business that's ethical and genuinely cares about people i want to encourage you to uplift them rather than make them feel negatively about themselves okay for example there are many and i mean many brands and people online showing you what they've achieved the success they have whether it's fancy cars money eight pack abs and that's great like i'm all for people i want the best for people trust me but what i don't like about it is that these types of brands are intended to make you feel as though you are lacking something in your life it's fomo on the negative spectrum And they generally create negative feelings deep down, a kind of FOMO that makes you buy out of hope and desperation. This is not the kind of FOMO you want to create. I like to encourage the FOMO technique that's authentic and positive and that actually uplifts people because I believe in building businesses that will uplift others and actually make the world a better place. Okay, so I don't want to encourage using the FOMO method to make people feel bad about themselves. We don't wanna do that, okay? So guys, FOMO is a positive experience where people feel left out from crucial or enjoyable pursuits, right? 
their peers indulging like they're seeing what's happening and they want to be part of that they want to share that and this phenomenon correlates with scarcity so the perception of scarcity and the idea that if something is limited it must be valuable that's why companies capitalize on this phenomenon to drive sales offering like limited time offers exclusives and other strategies that create that sense of urgency okay so FOMO is a great way to use and drive sales and drive action from consumers but I really want to encourage you to use it in a positive and ethical manner the third technique which I love okay it's all about remembering again and I started the podcast with this we are dealing with people when it comes to business. So why do we switch off what makes us human? Why are we trying to be 100% perfect or speak formally or seem one way when actually humans don't relate with perfection on that level? Humans relate with people, okay? So you've got to remember that you've got to be human, okay? So our personality, our character, what makes us memorable, our selected language and use of words are all things that attract people to us and people to people. Now, I see this so often where brands just don't convert to sales because they're trying to be everything to everyone and they have no idea who they actually are. Okay, you have to think of a brand like a person. So what impression do people get of you, aka the brand, when they meet you? Are you fun, serious, are you approachable, are you really smart, like what are your characteristics, are you aspirational or really down to earth, what are those unique ingredients that make you, you, okay, as with people, brands aren't all the same, so we're all unique in our different and own ways and your ideal customer needs to feel that they can relate to your brand as if they would to a person, so what does this mean, right? You need to speak to your customer like a normal person would. So drop the frilly, long extended words and sentences that are super formal and speak in a language that your ideal customer understands. And most importantly, you need to speak in a way that they can relate to you. So for example, let's say you're advertising your webinar coming up and you send out communication to your email list, right? You might have copy that reads, would like to formally invite you to a 40-minute webinar discussing the five mistakes entrepreneurs make that will ensure a considerable decline in monthly sales. The event will take place on the 17th of December and promptly start at 6 p.m. Should you wish to attend our spectacular event, kindly RSVP via email before December 5th. Yours truly. Okay. Now, would you relate to this at all? Hull, no, okay. Instead, I want you to humanize your brand and speak to your customers like you would to a friend, okay? So, for example, you'd say something like this. Hey, Jen, we're having a 40-minute webinar on the 15th of December, and we're giving you and three friends free access to this amazing chat. Want to learn the three biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make that will kill your monthly sales? Pop us an email and we'll book your spot now. See you soon. See the difference? Here's another example, okay, that I made up about a health brand. Embracing an exquisite amalgamation of nutritional excellence and innovative wellness solution, our avant-garde health brand stands as a paragon of superior vitality and fortification. 
By integrating our cutting-edge products into your daily regimen, you take part in a journey of unprecedented well-being and optimal health attainment. Elevate your lifestyle with our consummate selection, meticulously crafted and transcend the conventional boundaries of health supplementation. Okay, that is confusing, that is boring, and people are going to switch off and not relate in two minutes. Okay, what you could say, for example, is, hey there, ready to boost your vibe? Our health, good, our, our health goodies are all about keeping it real and making you feel awesome. No complicated jargon, just good stuff that makes your body go, thank you. Dive into a world where feeling great is the norm, not the exception. Let's keep it simple, delicious, and super healthy together. You see, that speaks to you, right? No formal jargon from the 1700s. That is relatable, and you're speaking to people as if they were your friends. So speak to your consumer as you would a friend, and I promise you, more people will relate to you, trust you, and buy your brand. Okay. Okay. So we've gone through three techniques so far. The choice nudge, the FOMO technique, and the humanizing technique. If you're still listening, keep going because the last technique will literally double your sales, okay? Now, this technique, you might say, oh, I know this, and you probably do, but do you use it like you should and are you really maximizing what this technique can do? Yep, you guessed it, social proof. Guys, if you're new and people don't know your product or your brand, the first thing you need to do is build credibility and trust fast, okay? I work with a company where my goal is to help them build their distributors across the world in each country. So I've got to help each distributor build their business across 15 countries and keep growing. And whenever a new country comes on board, the very first thing that I do with each new team that I meet is to get them to list three ways in which they are gonna build credibility and social proof fast. Why? Because nobody knows who you are and the fastest way to build your sales is to get your ideal customer to trust you, okay? So tell me this, would you trust someone the first time you meet them? Probably not, right? You wouldn't go home with someone or get in their car if you don't know them. But on the other hand, if your friends have a friend and they tell you how fantastic and trustworthy this person is, would you think differently? Of course, you trust them because your friends have given them what I call the stamp of approval. Guys, building a trustworthy brand is critical if you want a sustainable business. And you do this through ensuring your brand has instant credibility and trust. Now, there's many ways you can do this, like PR, collaborations, and platforms that you sell on which can give you credibility. But one of the most effective ways I, I do this and use is social proof. So whatever product or service you're offering, find at least 10 people as a start that test and try your product or service, even if it's for free get reviews and feedback. Not only will that help you improve your product and service, but once you have that feedback, you can list five ways or places you will promote that social proof, at least five, okay? So this could be your website, your social media weekly, your emailers, your one-on-one -on -one customer interactions. Maybe you have a podcast, your paid ads, your point of sale, you name it. You select where you're gonna show that social proof and you 
blast it. Wherever your customer will see your brand, that's where you need to make sure they will see the social proof. Now, you might collaborate too to get some social proof. So and that's one way that works generally quite well and builds credibility quite fast. So instead of only getting from customers, you might think about, you know, what are some brands that align with your brand? In other words, what customers do you share with other brands? Okay, that's what's critical. It has to be the right customer, otherwise it's pointless. So what customers do you share with other brands? So maybe your product is a lifestyle product and you want to look for other lifestyle brands where customers enjoy the same thing, okay? So what you'll do is you'll collaborate with that brand and you will get that brand to speak about your product and service and brand across their platforms. So not only will you gain potential customers by expanding your reach, but you'll instantly get that credibility stamp from that brand. Because if people trust that brand and they represent your brand, just how a friend would introduce you to one of their friends, you're automatically going to trust that person. You know, just as if your friend tells you that someone else is trustworthy and great, you immediately trust them more than you would if you didn't hear that advice from your friend. It's the same thing with brands and collaborating with brands. The key though is to make sure that it comes from someone who is your ideal customer so that it's relatable or a brand that your ideal customer follows. So you've got to share that commonality. You've got to share the same interest. It's got to be directed at the same customer. Um, Another way which is really great is obviously influencer campaign. If your business is small, I would prefer that you try the social proof method because it's less costly. But if you want to look at influencers, you can. It's a really great way to, to show the market that you know you have that trust because these people are endorsing your brand. You can also do direct customer reviews, Google reviews, PR collaborations. There's so many ways and doing this will really make sure that your sales grow from zero or low to almost more than double, okay? The trick is, once you've got that trust, you need to take the right steps in order to convert. So don't fall in the trap of just gaining trust and credibility, but then you're not speaking to your customer once you have them. So remember, that's the second part of this, okay? We don't have time to get into that today. I will do another podcast, but uh, because I know that you know, a lot of people feel quite overwhelmed by marketing, but I promise you it gets easier as long as you try, learn, and adapt what you do. For now, choose one or two techniques that work for you and then measure. Try them. Don't do everything at once. Don't try to be everyone at once. Just try one or two. Measure them. Did they work for you? Did they not? If not, why? Because marketing can actually be really fun and you don't need to be an expert to be good at it. You've already got what it takes, so keep going, trust me. The biggest thing is that you act, you stay focused, and you try fewer techniques. Don't get swept away with everything online, okay? So, guys, that is a wrap for today. I know that one or two of these techniques will definitely help you show killer results. And if you're still looking, P.S., to start your own business in 2024 without the stress, overwhelm, and guesswork, and you really want your business to be a success, even if you're working full-time, then follow us on, on Instagram at MindBeanVibes or pop us a message or DM that says 2024 and we'll send you details of something exciting that's coming. Okay, until then, 
keep going. You've got this. I believe in you.